0: The Dancepreneuring Studio, Session 34. How Shave Ice Saved My Life. Five, six, seven, eight. Hello everyone and welcome to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. It is a beautiful day in Southern California. Now, when is it not a beautiful day in Southern California? Actually, we have, we have some days that are not so great, but... Today, specifically, I'm in Manhattan Beach, and I love this area. It's a little crowded for my taste, but I love being able to see the ocean and just appreciating the outdoors when I'm in this area. So that's where I'm recording from today. There is a bit of background noise with the air conditioner going, so hopefully I can edit that out. If not, you're going to hear a little bit of it in the background. So I apologize in advance, but... Again, I am so excited to be with you and get to talk dance and business. And the Dancepreneurian Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. Every other week, I get the privilege of bringing you some of the best and creative minds who are connected to this amazing art of dance that I'm so passionate about. And they share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and business forward. In this week's Step to Success get lost in space in our dancers dialect segment the importance of the in-between moments in our freestyle flow segment get out of my head and in our feature presentation how shave ice saved my life this is going to get interesting hey this is donna Aragonte, the essence news and host of brand essence tv and you're listening to another session of the Dance Pioneering Studio with my friend, Annette Bone. It's profitable to be skillful and wise. Welcome to this week's Step to Success. In a recent session with my podcast coach, he recommended that I share a dance resource for our Step to Success, as I had been sharing lots of other business resources, so I'm going to share a dance resource. And so this week's Step to Success is called the Dance Resource Center, and I've included a link in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 034, and I haven't looked at everything on the site. It looks pretty interesting and Quite comprehensive. There's a calendar, there's different choreography opportunities and performances. And I took note of their resources section and specifically a thing called Space Finder LA. And so I'm sure that there are things like this in in, in other states and countries, but I'm focusing on LA because this is an, a, a Southern California resource. And I do have quite a number of listeners in the Southern California area. And so so, Space Finder LA, I've also linked in the show notes, and what it is, is it's a, you can list your space for free, and then you can also find spaces to rent, whether they're for rehearsals or for classes, special events, photo shoots, readings, meetings, studio art, exhibitions, audio recording. And so you choose what you want it for, the location area that you want it for in the Southern California region, and then how much you want to pay per hour. And so then you put these specs in and then it gives you a list of places that you can contact. So I would check it out if, you, if you're if you looking for a space to rent for any of these types of things to do dance and to do your art or anything like that, then in my personal experience, I know how important it is to have a space dedicated to work on your craft. When I work with my dance trainer, we have a space that's private and it is secluded. And so I can focus and it it's really opened up a lot of doors to more creativity and things just naturally organically happening because we have that dedicated space to explore and to create and to make mistakes and to fall down. And so I do a lot of that. I fall down quite a bit actually <laughs> in class and, and then in also in some of these sessions as well. And then in contrast, when I even try to dedicate a space to practice some of my improv assignments from my improv class. My kitchen is very small, but I make do with it. And so I've learned to work within the confines of that space. But it is definitely nice to have studio space to work when I'm focusing on certain things. If you look for them, there are no shortages of spaces that can be dedicated for you to get lost in and create your masterpieces. So use resources like this and find a space that you can dedicate to creating your art, whether it be dance or something else, and get lost in it so that something amazing can manifest. Now, Life and Business Connect with the Dancer's Dialect. As I'm going through my dance training, I am reminded that the transitions and those moments in between when learning choreography or technical steps are so critical in making you look effortless and also executing the steps properly, especially technical steps. And so our word for today in the dancer's dialect is piquet turns. And PK is a French verb meaning pricked. And there are variations of piquet turns. It does come from ballet, but it's also incorporated in other styles such as jazz and contemporary. And I'm so thankful that I get to take this turns and technique class and this contemporary class where transitions and those moments in between are so heavily emphasized because they help assist in getting the choreography and the technical steps correct, you know, performing them at a um, higher level. And so it's not always easy for me to remember. And I was also reminded of this because recently in a, in a turns and technique class, we did this, Across the floor. We did PK turns across the floor, and we usually do PK turns across the floor in each class. But in this particular exercise, we did a single PK turn into a double PK turn and then into a triple PK turn. But with the triple one, we had to get our arms up to high fifth, which means it's above your head. I've also linked a video in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash zero three four, where you can see the variations of PK turns. And there is a lot going on because you have to, first of all, get up on your um, on your working leg. Actually, both legs are working, though. Everything is working because you have to be pulled up. You are also driving your leg into the ground so that you can be pulled up both in, you know, going in both directions. And it's not only about getting around, it's about maintaining your turnout. It's about spotting your focus. It's about making sure that you're, when you first do that first um, step out into the turn, you are wide, your back is wide, your shoulders are wide, but your shoulders are down. So there's a lot of different things to remember. I've also linked a great article from danceadvantage.net and they dissect a PK turn And so I think that would be really helpful if you checked out that article in relating these experiences with um, with working on my PK turns and just working in class. I'm really paying more attention to those transitions and those moments in between. Am I perfect at it? Of course not. Definitely not. I'm still, I'm still working on all these things all at once, and um, I just, I really just appreciate these uh, concepts brought to mind and heavily emphasized. And now, anything goes with freestyle flow. What's on your mind today, Annette? What's on my mind today? Getting people out of my head. My goodness, I had three people read my mail to me this week, this past week. And it was my podcast coach and two choreographers that I'm currently working with. And You know, there was a time before that I would not have taken constructive criticism very well, and I don't really even refer to it as constructive criticism now. I look at it as encouragement and edification, and according to dictionary.com, edification is moral improvement or guidance, which I know that my podcast coach and these two choreographers that I'm working with, they certainly have uh, my best interests at heart, and and, and I so appreciate that about them. But there was a time before When I was working a regular job, I remember when my boss would come to me and tell me, uh, correct me on something that I did wrong or wondered why certain things were done a certain way. And I would just break down in tears, like a lot. I would cry so much. And it wasn't very professional, I know, but I was just so sensitive. And I, I still feel like I am that way, but I, I don't cry as much, thank God. But, but um, I remember that I just could not take correction and things like that very well, even though they had to do with business and the job at hand, I I took everything so personally. And so it's been a real journey to overcome this and continue to overcome this. And so with my podcast coach, <laughs> he, he revealed things to me as things that I didn't even tell him about. You know, sometimes you run into people and they can they have this thing where they can tell things about you just from talking with you. And so there were details that he knew that I didn't even divulge to him. And so he did it in a very encouraging way. And of course, as through all this uh, coaching with, with these different people, that's it's always encouraging to me and edifying to me. And then with the two choreographers that I'm working with, they, one of them picked some music for me on a piece that we're working on. And the words could not have been more appropriate without me even telling a lot of detail. And so one of them, too, could tell right away. I walked into class one time. I was running late. Was I, I, Well, first of all, I was driving through downtown L.A. traffic. Then I walked into class and she could totally tell that I was disheveled. And she said, what's wrong? What's going on? And she could see it in my dancing. She could see it in my demeanor, my countenance. And then, of course, it didn't help that I I was crying, too. So anyway, so I had these three important people in my life currently that read my mail. But you know what? It was a good thing because in the end, they encouraged me. They edified me. One of the constructive things that I was advised to do is to pour that energy and emotion into my dancing and just live and breathe through the different movements and the different moments. And, it got me to it got me thinking about how important encouragement and edification are and how important it is to have in your life to have that support. And I've linked two articles in the show notes at Annettebone.com forward slash zero three four. One of them is from the telegraph publication from the UK and it is a study that they did with golfers actually about how they improve their game from being encouraged as opposed to being criticized. And I thought that was really interesting. And I think that could also apply to dance. It could apply to anything. It doesn't have to only apply to golf. But check out that article. And then there's also another article I found that is a little more, uh, also more scientific. And it talked about the effects of frequency of encouragement on on performance during exercise testing, which I found interesting. And so they have all these numbers that they measured while they were doing the testing. It's from the U.S. National Library of Medicine. So I encourage you to check that out. Even though it's a little more scientific, it's really interesting. And so what they found at the end is that the results showed that frequent verbal encouragement led to significantly greater maximum effort when they did a treadmill test than when there was no encouragement given or when the encouragement was infrequent. So if you can surround yourself with people that constantly encourage you, I think that can only help. I know for me, it's been huge. And it also got me thinking about before when I was uh, dancing in college and how I was looking for that encouragement so much And I just, my, um, at the time, my teachers just weren't, it was just not, I don't know, it was just not their thing. I never found that one teacher that I felt like really got me. So now looking back, I think, you know what, even if you don't have someone to encourage you, you can encourage yourself and that there's no shortage of resources that can be of encouragement to you, whether they're books or podcasts, and sometimes you just have to do it for yourself been a huge revelation for me as well we're all imperfect and we can never be everything to everyone so but we can be that source of encouragement for ourselves now that you're warmed up get ready to go full out with our feature presentation do you guys pay attention to the events that come up on your feed for example A year ago today, you were at such and such event, or three years ago, you became friends with so-and-so. I had something come up on my feed recently that I thought was very significant, but I didn't realize it until, not that I didn't realize it, I just didn't think about it until a little bit later, and so it was this post that came up. From September 8th, 2013 at 3.37 p.m., I posted a picture of a shave ice that I got from a place called Get Shaved in Torrance, California, and I put cooling off. And I remember it was a very hot summer day. I was not familiar with the area, and of course, there are hot summer days all the time in Southern California, and I really wanted to shave ice. I was thinking about Hawaii and missing Masumoto's and just thinking, okay, I want to do something fun and just kind of get out and... So I remember going there, ordering. It was crowded. It's kind of a small place. It's in a little strip mall area in a shopping center. And of course, I'm not familiar with the area. They had this cute little truck up front with these cute little drawings. I think I'll just go ahead and link their business in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 034 so you can see. But I thought, oh, how cute, this little truck and all that. And so I remember sitting down, and then I turn and I see the screen on the wall and what was playing of course caught my attention. After having given up dance for 20 plus years, I was mesmerized because there was an ad for Boogie Zone Utopia, which if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, I refer to this place quite a bit because that is where I take the majority of the dance classes I take now. And so there was this cool ad that was playing and it said all levels, professional, all ages, all kinds of styles. And I thought, oh my goodness, I want to go there. I had been thinking about getting back into dance because I missed it so much and I was out of shape and just feeling really depressed and just really, really wanting to get back into dance. I had been going to the gym on and off and just kind of doing my own exercise thing Throughout the years, uh, but it would—it was such a roller coaster for me because I was so bored. I'd get so bored because it wasn't dancing, and I had to bury—you know—I buried so much of the yearning and the passion that I had for it because I felt like I had to, because of all the other things going on in my life at the time, and just a lot of struggles that needed my attention, and so just a lot of things. But I remember sitting there and I could not take my eyes off the screen and the commercial was playing over and over again. And and so what I did is I uh, feverishly took out my phone and Wrote down the the information and then I started looking at um, the the Instagram and the Facebook and all kinds of stuff on Boogie Zone and I thought, oh gosh, you know, I was a little intimidated and and I realized how active they were in the dance community and not just for technique and classes, but also just fostering that sense of community. And I thought, gosh, that is really attractive because I didn't have that when I was dancing back in college. At least I didn't think I had it because I was so shy and introverted and and I just never really took advantage of what was available and so maybe that community existed within the dance community the dance program that I was a part of at uh, UC Irvine but anyway so I was checking out the information and, and and I was excited and fearful at the same time because I thought oh gosh you know getting back into it after so long? and am, am I going to be able to do it? I know they said that they have classes for all levels and all ages and they're welcoming, but I don't know, you know? So um, it took actually a couple months before I went into the studio and I had been in contact with the owner, with the creative director uh, and founder, Elm Pizarro, who's now become a dear friend of mine. And so I just... <laughs> I was really just fighting uh, feelings of fear and inadequacy and just, you know, really weird things and going on in my head about, okay situations that could happen if I was in this class and that class and, you know, lots of of unnecessary energy and emotions spent on things that didn't even happen. So. I had been in touch with them and I, I actually didn't get to go to class. Well, first of all, I went to a performance that they did and just him talking about what Boogie Zone stood for and just the dancing. And I just, I of course fell in love all over again with something that I never lost love for. And so I was so excited sitting there watching the, you know, the different performances. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to come back to this studio when they offer classes. I think that was during, a Christmas break. So there weren't any classes going on. And so then they offered dance day, which you've heard me talk about. And so this was my first dance day that I went to. It was closer to 2000, I think the beginning of 2014, when I finally went. And I remember, oh my gosh, I remember just standing in line waiting. There's a whole bunch of people, you know, when you're standing in line, it's like going out the door and you just don't, I don't know, in new environment and you just don't know how you how how to feel and you know how to act and stuff. I was so silly about that. And so I remember walking in there and, uh, the two people that were there were so kind and so welcoming. And I, I told them a little bit about my situation that had been so many years since I had been in a dance class and, and they were so encouraging and, I just felt really at ease and I felt so thankful that my first experience with that was really, really positive. And so I remember walking up the stairs, there's a lot of, there's um, a number of different studios downstairs and upstairs. And so I remember walking to the, I think the first class was a contemporary class. Oh my goodness. I was so nervous and walking in there and okay, do I take my shoes off? Do I leave my shoes on? Do I put my my, um, my lyrical shoes on. I don't know, you know, it's been so long. And, and I remember the teacher saying, okay, so who is not used to doing pirouettes? And I thought, oh, I I raised my hand. I said, I just haven't done them in a long time. And so I had to modify a bunch of my movement, but I just felt so excited. I felt like I was home again because I was, even though it, you know, conditioning wise and, um, strength wise, I had a ways to go even for these, um, beginner classes I felt so great being there and taking different types of classes. So my first time back at a dance day, I took, I think I took three, three or four classes. So I was surprised I I lasted that long and. Then I was able, to, at the end, uh, I took Elm's class, which was, a I think it was an intro class, a intro hip-hop class, and I remember introducing myself, and so we had already been in contact via email, and so it was really nice to finally meet him in person, and he was very encouraging, and so I say that Shave Ice saved my life because it got me back into the thing that I love so much and that I buried for so long and to be back in it now and the journey that I'm on, it's priceless. And I can't say enough good things, um, even through the struggles that I've been going through in terms of being frustrated that I want to be at a different level and things like that. It's been such an amazing gift to not only learn, but also meet some incredible people, which I've talked about before and, so, so yes, Shave Ice saved my life because if I did not see that ad for Boogie Zone, I don't know if I would be there because also the next time I went there to that Shave Ice place, that screen was gone and that ad was gone. There were no ads playing and there was no advertisement in terms of postcards or anything like that in the um in the shop. So who knows if I had gone on a different day if I wouldn't, you know, and it, and like I said I'm not familiar with the area. So it was a blessing that on September, what day was it? Let me look at my I'm going to link the um I'm going to link this screenshot in the show notes so you can see it. But who would have thought if I was not there at that t- at on September 18th, 2013 at 3:37 p.m watching that commercial for Boogie Zone, where would I have been there? I don't know. Would I be talking about it? Would I have this podcast? I I don't know. But I'm so thankful and so thankful that that one moment has um, transpired into this. I would love to know if there was a moment that showed up on your Facebook feed or something significant, if you can point to a significant moment in time that changed the whole trajectory of your business journey or your, you know, an artistic pursuit or something. I would love to get your feedback at AnnetteBone.com forward slash zero three four, where you can also find the show notes to the session. And I would really appreciate it if you could subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. That way I can continue improving the podcast. And I would love to give you a shout out on a future session of the Dance Studio. And until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com, all rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.